What's going on? Happy Monday night, everybody. It is time for a brand new edition of Chip and Drip here on the AAT Sports Network, AAT Birds. We have a jam-packed show tonight, so we figured we'd go on a little bit earlier. That way we don't keep some of y'all up too late, uh, including our damn selves. Uh, I'm Chip at Chip for the Birds and at Umpire Stories, and I've got a good one for you tonight, although we're all going to watch it. Joined by JD at UN. Uh, he's from D2N. <laughs> Podcast LLC, and also since school's starting back up soon, joined by Don Conway, Mister Seaway Science from the Drunk on Broad Podcast. What it's is up? Hey, buddy. What up? Was good. I'm just here so, to do hood rat shit with my friends. J- JD, it's not nine o'clock yet. I don't know if we can say shit yet. <clears throat> oh, I'm just I'm- here so I don't get fired. Yeah, I'm here to do oh, yeah, hood rat things. Hood, gangster things. We're doing no, gangster I'm here things to do. Today. I'm here to do hood rat stuff with my buds. <laughs> you stupid. Cheers. You stupid. Uh, so a lot of good things happening. Um, we're gonna. I just want to really quickly make sure everybody knows that this week, and I do say this week because this week at Sports and Social which is a brand new establishment in Allentown. It's right across from, I think, the PPL Center. Um, we're going to be up there. We're going to do a live post-game show after the Eagles play the Browns. Uh, and, oh, yeah, Hollis Thomas is going to hang out with us. That's say, oh, yeah. So, yeah like, That's freaking dope right there. <laughs> like, we're just going to hang out with Hollis Thomas, do a show with him live. I'm going to look so very tiny next to him. It is absurd. I cannot wait. Um so that's that's what we're gonna do on Sunday. We're all probably gonna get up there probably around about one o'clock, um, watch the game, and then just hang out with Hollis Thomas. That's so. I mean, you got between that and like obviously that is connected with the Philly sports trip stuff. <laughs> what what yeah. is it connected with? <laughs> it's connected with the ultimate bus trip to FedEx Field. Oh my goodness. Well, what are you what is that all about? That 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 whole thing, man, that's 
that's incredible. That's it's super cool stuff. And the fact that you guys are, you know, you, you guys are part of this with all the other you know podcast groups. It's just a, it's super cool, man. Can I say something? You may, you may say something. Stay away. So, so we had talked about this multiple times last year about having a space for all Philly podcasters to get together and just like trip and like just do the thing that we love to do. Yeah. So this is like a dream come true for you guys. And I'm, I'm happy that for you guys, I wish I could be there, but I, I'm super happy you guys are getting to do this. Cause this is like, kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like a dope moment. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this fire. It's, it's really cool. I know we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, we're, we're getting on a bus, multiple buses. We are invading Washington um, in the good way. And then we are <laughs> too soon, too soon. And then we're going to, uh, like sorry. Yeah. You know, we're going to get fined. We're going to get fined. I'm okay with it. Well, no, there's been no punishments for that yet. So, uh, wow. <laughs> okay. So we went on early so that we could talk about sports things. Um, so can I do, can I do my, can I do my shameless plug real quick before we start? You may do a shameless plug real quick. Real quick, first of all, shameless plug to Mr. Seaway Science and his group at Drunk on Broad. They're not just a podcast. So let's just start it out there. It's a brand. It's a franchise because mm-hmm. there's multiple things that they do. So before anybody go further, we, we got to give, you know, pay pay homage to this man. Don is the man, dude. I'm telling you straight up. I listen to the show. I listen to these shows and I don't know very much about hockey, but I, I, I listen for the banter. So from me to you, man. That. We appreciate you. And then I want to throw out my own. So I got rid of the obvious outsider podcast, which is the ooh. Um, there's no more. So now we're doing the Kegheads podcast where these guys, Kegheads, and it's just I'm going to bring on a guest every week all around the horn from all different walks of life, from from East Coast all the way to West Coast. I got some West Coast friends that I like to do hood rat things with. So we're going to be doing that starting next week, doing hood rat things. Online nice. with like my it. friends. That's awesome. That's my shameless plug. That's awesome, man. And, you know, and listen, it's cool. I, I listen. I can't thank you enough, man. The, the we we just we literally just try to do. What, what does that say? Thirsty af. <laughs> Not thirsty. Not thirsty. Thirty. Thirty af. Thirty. Oh my god. <laughs> But like we uh, listen, we just try to do stuff off. We just try to keep it authentic, man. And just it's it's never we always, we always say like, listen, if you're coming here for for statistics and, and you know analytical stuff, you're in the wrong spot. Go go I somewhere mean, else. We provide them sometimes. You, you, are, you are in the wrong spot. Thank you for listening, but you're in the wrong spot. Um. So and listen, we just you know it's it, it's just uh. It's just a fun way to just talk about sports. Yeah. And we all like, we look, we, we all kind of really got into this. I know Don and I were the same way. We just couldn't listen to the same um, garbage on the radio. And everybody that I've talked to, um, even about JD yours and my show recently has been along the same lines of, yeah, you guys, you just do it a little bit differently. And that's what we're here for. So let's get into it. By the way, the comments are rolling in. We already have Andrew checking in. Yeah. Yeah. Adam checking in. What's up, Chip? Andrew and Conway. Yes, Max is calling us out. We're bringing a bunch of blue-collared psychopaths to invade Washington. Yes, that's that's very that, true. That, 
That's what it is. Maddie's checking in. Gator's checking in. And speaking of things that are checking in, so is the wheel. Bro, look how many topics are on there. Oh, my God. I've got 11 topics on the wheel tonight. These are low-hanging fruit. Is ringworm on the wheel? Ringworm? Fernando Tatis says. <laughs> oh, so, guys are asking. The topics are Eagles preseason, which I feel very um, ready to discuss. I put Steelers preseason in case there's things that you would like to discuss. Then the NFL in general. I have a Jimmy G question for everybody. Antonio Brown, Ben Simmons, Fernando Tatis, a travesty in the Little League World Series, a.k.a. the update situation, Phillies shenanigans, and goodbye, J-Jaw. So, shuffling a bunch of times. Bro, you're a jerk for putting J-Jaw. You know what happened to us. Is there anything that you guys want first? Ben Simmons. You want to – Maddie's excited about the wheel. I'm in Max's pants right now, and he says, I had you guys in my pocket because I'm at work. JD, dude, look how many topics there are. That's the I know, dude. Exploding out of Max's pants. Uh, spin it. <laughs> and you guys got real talk and real facts on, like, the 94-1 garbage. I concur. Maddie wants Everybody Simmons. says Ben Simmons. All right, here we go. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. No whammies, no whammies. Ooh, Anthony Brown. Okay, Ooh. so the reason why Antonio Brown is on this wheel tonight is because he put out a little video. Uh, first off, let, let's let's back it up a little bit. Antonio Brown has been concussed one too many times. Agreed. Agreed. More than one. Well, yeah, I, one too many times is what I said. <laughs> oh no, he's been five too many times. And after his Chippendales routine in Tampa Bay uh, at the end of last season, he he hasn't really ex- gotten a lot of interest um, from NFL teams. He did put out, I, I'm going to use air quotes here for those of you just listening, um, a rap album. Um, the word rap is in quotations. Um, it's actually, the, it's like a parenthesis outside of the rap. It's just but one side, so it's actually a crap album. Um so he's been doing that. He recently reached out to the internet to inform Jerry Jones that he would be a fantastic cowboy. JD, you can, you can you take, take, a, take it first. I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna jump in here. My man needs some mental health help. My man needs to go on. He needs to to use the promo code for for better health, right? Go on there, get, get some therapy sessions. Um, it, it, truly, it's just sad because he what when he was in his prime, he was unstoppable. I mean, Jay, well, Jay, when he's talk when he's playing with the Steelers, when he was in his prime. You you could get him the ball anywhere on the field, and it's just sad. It's sad to see that he is in a, such a delusional state that, uh, like, he you know, can't. When T.O. used to do this thing, right, when T.O. used to talk and when T.O. used to 
you know, hype his own horn. He always backed it up with the play on the field. Always. Fair. That is fair. Antonio Brown has not done that over many recent seasons. Right? So it's all the antics with nothing to back it up. And that's where I think Antonio Brown really is having the most struggles. Um, Max saying, yeah, he's such a clown. I was on his side after the Buck stuff, but his recent quote was bogus. I don't think we got the full story with the Buck stuff still. You know what I mean? Like, well, you better go back in and play, and you're not going to play. And all. I, I get all of that. But it still was too much. He he was on track to be a top five receiver. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he, he had a couple exceptional seasons. And, you know, J.D., you can probably talk about this a little more as far as the fact that you were a Steelers fan um, when he played. I don't know if I give him that level of credit because he hadn't done it for as long as – like, on track to be a top five receiver – I, I think that's I, a stretch. I don't want to give Antonio Brown any play out of my mouth. He, he is—he's gonna. I—I I just would rather not. And the dude—he's—he does these things so we can talk about him. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I'm not doing it. So you guys talked about him enough. But that's well, it. here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. The quote is what I want to bring up. So for I mean, those of you that don't know, this is what Antonio Brown said, and I am reading here. Please. My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to a Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with a frozen foot or throwing rocks at the UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve me taking off my shirt and doing a victory lap around the Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. Okay. That's just the beginning of the quote. My biggest, my biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you to all see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. We're done. We're done right there. Just, We're done. It, like We're the, done. The, 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 it's so delusional. We're done. Like We're not giving this dude any more play. You compare yourself to Jesus. We're done. All right. <laughs> Now, my, man, my man needs Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But does he need Chip. Jerry Jesus? Chip. Jerry Jones Jesus? He Jerry, needs, nah. He needs Jesus and exactly. uh, a, a counselor. We're done. Next next topic. There's way better stuff. I am out of the closet officially. I am back to being a Steelers <laughs> fan. You can see it. It's all over. Narcissistic psychopath behavior. And Jesus, he's coming in concert. Good stuff. <laughs> yes. Spin the wheel. We're done. I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled by Jesus. That means you die. Just so you know. Just so we're throwing it out there. Just so we know. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Are we gonna shenan early, bro? Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. We're here for it. I love oh, to finish boy. up with the shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? That's how I like to get through my week. All right. So wait, all right. Let me ask you this. I know it was a valid spin. Can we switch it out for Ben Simmons, please? So we're, we're just going to spin again, and we'll, we'll we'll stop putting shenanigans on the wheel. How about that? Why don't you want to talk about this Ben Simmons thing? Like, why can't we just talk about it and just take no, it off we're the gonna, We're going to spin it again. Here we go. We'll shenan at the I end. Knew you, I knew you were going to do this. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Short I'm also long. removing him from the wheel. <laughs> okay. Short story is... long, J. Jaw got traded for a backup safety. <laughs> Wait, so Ugo Ugo Amadi is now an Eagle. J. Jaw is now on Seattle. We traded a guy who was going to be cut for a guy who was going to be cut. Correct. It's fair. Welcome to I, NFL preseason. I where 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 like, I love Howie Roseman after the moves that he's been making, but my man. He's like, nah, I could sell JJ for a pack of chewing gum, but instead I'm going to get an actual NFL player with special teams experience. Thanks. I just. There's value there. There is some, I mean, because at the end of the day, you you can't go, you can't go wrong with a safety. You know what I'm saying? Like in this league, you can't. I mean, even if you cut him, like even if you cut him, he still, he he could prove himself here. Like just like JJ has the opportunity to prove himself in Seattle. Correct. I, I think just it, don't listen, see it. I don't see it. He here's Chip, the thing. Chip, what 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 were they gonna get? Exactly. They were gonna cut right. him, and that's the thing. Were, so I am so I am okay somebody. with them giving him a fresh start. I am because he was never he was never gonna be successful here. He just wasn't. No, not at all. He was never gonna be successful. And he I don't I remember when we drafted him, I was not impressed with him out of Stanford, right? He was doing okay things against Pac-10 corners. It wasn't like he had played in the SEC. It wasn't like he had played in the Big 12 or like places where actual defenders go. It was Pac-10. And yeah, I mean, he was okay. Look look at where in the last couple of years where the Eagles have gone with their early draft picks. Yep. And no, no shocker. That their draft picks are hitting more because they're drafting right. guys from they're, better teams. From they're drafting teams. guys from professional college organizations. Correct. I mean, the Clemson not, not, so not, sure. not for nothing, but like I, I am kind of hard pressed to look anywhere out west. Like, there's not a whole lot of talent out west right now. No, all and of the talent is in the south. Gator and Shuby both have the exact same comment, and it kind of makes me laugh. So now, after he was drafted, J.J. was drafted before D.K. Metcalf, who is he going to go in the same locker room with? D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf. Okay, so let me just start. Let me be devil's advocate real quick, because I know a lot of people are, are going to, you know, they're talking about J.J. Like, I get it. I learned my lesson from talking about Buddy. I'm done with that now. So I'm not going to slander J.J. again. But I will say this. Sometimes in this city, it's hard to play. Correct. If he if he goes and he has a, a fresh start in Seattle where he's not the man, he's not asked to be the man. Nobody even know they, he got traded for a pack of now latest to Seattle fans. So anything that he, he does that is anything that he does now is positive. So even if he comes he out and like he chooses, like let's say here. he comes out on t- no, no, but I'm saying yeah. it, but he was because of where he was drafted. People didn't forget. Well, that, so now he goes there. Nobody was, cares. He wasn't asked. He was at, He was not asked to be the man. He was asked to be our franchise's DK Metcalf. Right, which was a lot to ask for. It was well right beyond now. the scope. And again, right. and it's not even right now. It's beyond uh, his capabilities as a player. You know what I mean? Like every like you have to have role players on your team. 
You have to. J-Jaw, at his best, is going to be a role player on a team. He's not going to be a superstar. He's not going to be the guy that gets you a 1,000-yard season or 15 touchdowns. He's not going to be that guy. And because he was drafted around DK Metcalf, the Eagles went, well, that's what his numbers are. Therefore, J-Jaw's yours must be better. And it was never going to happen. One of the biggest problems that we have in Philadelphia is we expect players and coaches and people to play outside of their their means and their role. I don't know if that's fair. Yeah. Okay, so let me throw this. this I want to throw this to, to Don because I, I think sure. I might got a feeling. But he's going there, I'm pretty sure, as a tight end. He's not going there in the wrong position. He's we not going know. there. I think he's going there as a tight end because like they got DK. They got they got some guys. They got lock lock. They still got Lockett. I think so. Uh, yeah. Lockett, yeah, yeah. He's not going to be asked to do that. You know what I'm saying? He's so, going to be asked to try and make Geno Smith and Drew Lock look like good quarterbacks. They no, because they they know they stink. This is a rebuilding year for them. They <laughs> right. they're getting rid of guys. So at the end of the day, he's going to go in there as a tight end, probably in the right position now as an athletic tight end at that. With no expectations. This kid might have a great year, man. I'm just going to be honest. He might have a good year. And listen, I, I hope he does, right? It was – we know that it was never going to work out here. So right. he, he's going to a franchise that is in full rebuilding mode, right? Mm-hmm. When, you, when you go into the season with Drew Locke and Geno Smith, right, you, you've essentially told your fan base, listen, we've already nailed it in. Um. So there's nothing there, there's nothing but room to grow. He can go there and play, you know, be the third tight end and play special teams, which is better than what he was going to do here because he Correct. wasn't even going to be the third t- tight end here and he wasn't good at special teams. Clipboard so Jesus. I, I I hope he goes back to the West Coast and I hope like I don't wish any ill will. He just sucked. Here. I don't. I don't wish him any will ill. Ne- any ill never, will he, either. He never did anything stupid. He wasn't <clears> a jerk. He he just sucked. He just wasn't good here. He just wasn't I, the guy we expected him to be. Let's just be I, honest. And, and I think that that draft pick comparison was never going to be beneficial for him. Absolutely it was not. always going to hang over his head the same way that we're holding Justin Jefferson. Over Jalen Rager's head, there's no, and, and, and you're never the you're one. never going to live up to that. And he's the next one that Jalen Rager needs a fresh start as well. He's never going to be successful in this town. I'm not saying that he's never going to be successful. He will not be successful in this town. You're going to have people reading the stat pages for his contribution. Like against a garbage Jets team, he had three catches. Well, that's okay. what Jalen so, Rager yeah. contributed. And then, I mean, so just it, real we, quick, we are. Go ahead, nah. Go ahead, nah. You got it. We we are talking about like you have to like anytime you look at statistics from a preseason game, like the the they're all antiquated because essentially, absolutely, like, you're you're looking at Reed Stinnett and Gardner Minshew Oof. throwing the ball, so he's not getting a fair shake on that in, in that regard. But like again. I don't wish anything bad on Neither Jalen Rager. He's not a he, – he seems like a kid that wants to do well. He also seems like a kid who needs somebody in his family to say, get the hell off social media and just play football. Stop well, he going – He needs his family on, to get on, off social media with him. Right. 
on Twitter, as- off Twitter, on Twitter, off Twitter, fight like just just get rid of it and just play football and see where you fall. I, but he's another kid. I I think he just needs a fresh start somewhere else. People people are always going to talk no matter what. And as you guys have all seen the movie The Replacements, right? Yes. Thanks. With Keanu Reeves. And he goes, you know, what What are you afraid of? Quicksand. And, you know, Orlando Jones is like, oh, yeah. And it's like, no, what do you mean? It's like you make a mistake and then another mistake and then another mistake. That is how J-Jaw and Jalen Rager's careers both were in Philadelphia. They made a mistake, whether it was a drop, whether it wasn't running a route right, whether it was their parents on social, whatever it was. And then it was something else and something else and something else to the point where they could never be successful no matter what. No matter what, these two guys could not have been successful here. And Chip, to be honest, man, it's not just those two. There's been a lot of guys. Who Carson have, Wentz, another one. Carson Wentz, Nelson Aguilar. There's been a lot of guys in that period of time that have not been able to get it together. And this fan base is one of the ones that know football. They're going to know if somebody's working on their game. Like The one thing I will say about the Philadelphia Eagles fan base is they're trying – to turn over a new leaf with Jalen Hurts. I think most of the fan base is trying to say, listen, this guy's working. We've seen the, the change in his like hips. We, all the things that we complained about last year, everything that we've said about him for the last two years, every year he's come out and been consistently better. So I think the fan base is turning a new leaf and giving that time for development. And, I mean, let's just be real. Let's just call a spade a spade. There are some guys that won't make it here, unfortunately. But I think the group, the core group they got here now, they can. They have all like minds. They all are hard workers. They all want to get it out the mud. And when you got like minds, they can do. They can do some crazy things. So, so go Eagles. And I think that Max's point here is really good. You can't control that they picked Jalen Rager instead of Justin right. Jefferson, and then Justin Jefferson has turned out to be one of the best young receivers in football. And Jalen Rager just simply Max. wasn't. You cannot blame. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside for being drafted into a system that they thought would fit him better rather than D.K. Metcalf. And then D.K. Metcalf has turned out to be the dominant player that most people thought he was going to be. That's not their fault. And that's we what I was saying. Like, once you, well, hold, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Once you get that role player thing, like some guys are just going to be role players. Some guys are going to be special teams players. Some guys are going to be slot receivers. The fan base has got to ease up and let the coaches go, you know what? This is where we're placing you because this is where you're going to be successful. Well, they also, like you said, I mean, and I'm going to throw this to Don too after this, but when they created this team, they created it for Carson Wentz. This team uh-huh. was not created for Jalen Hurts. And now as things are, the pendulum is swinging, those guys that they brought in to fit Carson Wentz are now all gone. Like those guys are leaving, and they're and this has been a mass exodus, and they're bringing in guys like AJ Brown, and they're bringing in guys like uh, uh, Devontae Smith. Smith. Yeah, you know, that the pendulum swung, and it happened relatively quick. So those guys that they brought in prior to that don't fit the mold anymore. So JJ being six, what six 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 five six six, they don't need that guy because they need a guy that's more athletic. So they got to get AJ Brown, who's also a tank of a man, but can move. <laughs> so let's just call it. JJ is spade. six foot two. He's two six two, six two two thirty seven. He's a tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, not for long. His career stats. God, please don't read them. It's not sound. Sixteen catches 
290 yards. My God. In how many years? There, here, this is going to be the start of his fourth season. I got more catches, career catches than him. 16 catches, 35 targets. Listen, there have been guys that have come close to overcoming both of those statistics in a game, let alone in a game. Like, 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 come on. And Jay, to talk to your point about Hurts, Howie Roseman has flipped this roster pretty fast. He had to. And not, I mean, the, the way that they've kind of quietly built back the offensive line, they've they add in the last in the last two off seasons they add Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, which then slots everybody else appropriately, right? You 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 now no longer have to rely on guys like Jalen Rager or anybody to any any of those fringe guys to be contributors. So, and, and to look at how they've now built this defense even just this offseason, they, they've kind of flipped the script and done it pretty fast in a way where they're able to kind of maximize this division and realize this division is kind of up for grabs when you got guys like Carson Wentz and Danny Dimes and Dak Prescott. So that, that, to me, that, that, that division is there to be had very yeah. easily. Jalen Rager, 64 career catches, 695 yards. How many In two years? seasons? Two seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a lot better than Jay Jaw. And so that's the point. Like, he was still the step up, but he's still not going to be successful because Justin Jefferson has put out the numbers that he has. Um, and I saw, Adam, I see your comment. So Greg Ward's career stats over – only three seasons. Only three seasons. 88 catches, 768 yards. 10 tutties. 10 tutties? That's a lot of tutties, man. That's, that's. I mean, I don't know math that good, but 10 tutties on 80 some catches? One out of every eight catches out of nine catches? It's a tutty? And it's uh, usually against an NFC East rival. Chip, what what was Jay Jaw's career yards? What did you say? Six hundred and something. No, not that was Jalen Rager. Oh no, Jalen Rager. It's two ninety. Two ninety. Yeah, two ninety. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you that there are seven wide receivers in the NFL that have games with more yards. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done here. I hate it here. I absolutely hate it here. Let's go. And so I, I agree. And JD and I have talked about this a lot where I wasn't trying to slander the guy. And I said, if he turned it around, I'd be the first guy to be like, hey, he turned it around. I am actually more happy for him to get a fresh start somewhere else than I am for him just to not be here. That's fair. True. Because like we saw that with um, – Marcus Smith, right? So a couple years ago, we drafted Marcus Smith, and he had all this pressure. He was a defensive lineman. He had all this pressure. He never meant anything here. He went to Seattle and almost killed himself because of the pressure coming from Philadelphia, the mental health issues. 
he literally called P. Carroll one day. was like, I am on the edge of a cliff. And P. Carroll's like, don't. And he didn't. But then he retired from football. Did you have to do the noise, though? I was trying to chew the gum. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Move on to the next thing. We got to end on that. Next. Spin, that, spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. Throw the beautiful bean footage. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. There you go. I would have it to be known to everybody that is around <laughs> in the general vicinity. Someone said it earlier. I am out of the closet as a Steelers fan again because I've been in hiding for two years, like deep hiding. I've been in deep cover. You know what I'm saying? So, and I had a deep fake for a while. So I was running out here, running around. I had a lot of Eagles gear on. I was playing the part. I'm still an Eagles guy, but I'm also a Steelers guy. So that's, I'm the resident Steagles fan on the network. Just so anybody is wondering. So this year I'm excited because we're playing with house money. If we're good, cool. We get to keep a quarterback. If they both suck, they both don't cost a whole lot. So it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. I am in the mode where I'm hoping that we find a Jalen Hurts in the rough. You know what I'm saying? That maybe Kenny that Kenny Pickett can come in with his small hands and throw some touchdowns, or Mr. Trubisky doesn't want to get benched again and he plays his heart out. Either way, we win. Our defense is still good, and if we're that bad, we'll just get a good draft pick. So right now, I'm playing with house money, baby. We winning. Let's go. How do you feel? Because I, I wanted to ask you this. How did you feel about the play calling, even from the fact that it was a preseason game where between all three of the quarterbacks, you guys threw the ball almost 40 times again. Um, I like it because at the end of the day, we know who the running back is. Like We know we got a good running back. Right. We need to figure out who can throw the ball, who can get the ball in these receivers hands. Cause we got a lot of receivers too. So that's what we need to work on. We know Najee Harris is a monster. You know what I'm saying? We know we got so we know we know we got backs. Like we don't need to worry about that. We need to figure out who are the primary receivers because they're still up there. We don't know if if the who the guy is at receiver either. Like everybody says this, you know, it's uh my boy, you know what I'm saying, number eleven, and he thinks he's the best receiver and you know got <laughs> in the world. Yeah, in the world got says I mean, I can't I, I can't hate the you I'll know the confidence. Not. I can't hate the confidence. But at the same time, since Juju's gone, who's the guy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, listen, you could, got, it, could it please be Gunner Olszewski? Stop it right now. <laughs> stop it. I'm not even going to live for this. And Kenny Pickett does have baby hands. He does. Listen, Pat, the, the, when you look, I mean, between Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, right? Pat Fryermuth is not a bad option at tight end. Like they, and He's Najee Harris is, but, they have decent weapons. Uh, I'm just, it, it's really, it, it's kind of the, that Eagles quarterback situation is exactly the same thing as the Eagles, right? You're going to take this year and see what you have. And if it's, and if it works great, keep them. If it doesn't, then you got options. But see, and I hear what you're saying. It, I do think it is different between these two franchises, though, because at this point, that was what last year was with Jalen Hurts. Yep. And okay. this offseason, they went and they got him, you know, A.J. Brown. They they made sure that Devontae Smith is here. They're, they're putting okay, the guys enough. around him that 
that Jalen Hurts wants. The Steelers have three guys with maybe half an ounce of talent, and one of them might be the quarterback moving forward. And it'll we be don't Kenny know Pickett. They have out there. It'll be Kenny Pickett because he was a first round draft pick. First round, second. Okay. Round. First round. First so, round. so to your fact, actually, I I kind of agree with Don on the fact that we're just trying to see what we got. Correct. You know what I'm saying, yeah, we're just. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just throwing stuff against the wall and hoping something sticks. Like if. If it's Trubisky, cool. Then we got the heir apparent and Pickett, and we got some time. If it's Pickett, right. and Pickett could come in and put some string, some good drives together, then cool. But the, the main thing with them is that you don't have to. Your defense is so good. They don't got to be perfect. They just got to be able, serviceable. They, be serviceable. You need, you, I, you need a game manager. Right? Yes, I do want to point out, by the way, that come in and not turn the ball over. Kenny Pickett is six foot three, thus taller than J.J. Um, if they can solidify their running game and shoot over to their passing game enough for either Pickett or Trubisky to succeed. Right. And I hear that, Max. But what I'm saying is that if you look at the way that they have called plays for the last 15 years, when you had a one-armed Roethlisberger who had just had total reconstruction of his entire throwing arm, and they were like, go throw it 60 times. I mean, listen, if they're smart, I'm they curious. Turn the ball, they, they turn around and hand the ball to Najee Harris 25 times. And then you run play action, you get the ball in space. It's not rocket science what they have to do. But any of those guys can beat you deep. They're all speed. So even Claypool, we know we make we joke on Claypool because he said what he said, but the kid had like four touchdowns in the game before. So it's not sure. like the guy doesn't have talent. Like the kid's I mean, got talent. He he murdered the Eagles in that one game. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I just didn't want to say the name of the team. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Adam would like to say, does anyone think the Eagles have a better record than the Steelers this season? I do. Yes, absolutely. 100%. 100%. We have a way harder division. Places right now. We have way harder division, too. Like, anybody on any given day in our division can beat each other. Like, it's unfortunately, that's just where we at. Like, Ravens can beat us. I mean, Cleveland can beat us, depending. Yeah, depending on who's playing. QB. I mean, they might be able to, you know, to rub rub, rub a victory out, if you know what I'm saying. Um, the, and the Bengals. The Bengals are, again, the returning Super Bowl champions. So, I mean, the Super Bowl runner-up. Max would like – and, J.D., I'm sending this directly to you. If the what? Eagles offered you Minshew, who would, who would you take? Are you taking him over the two guys you have right now? I'm taking Trubisky because the fact, simple fact that Trubisky has been a backup one time – and he had a decent seat. And I've looked up. So, you know, I was really bad about him. But I looked up some of his stuff. And Chicago, he did go to the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Playoffs? Um, I've, I've never known Garden Minshew to do anything other than hold a clipboard and be a quarterback of a bad team. So, I don't know. I'm taking – I'm going to take Trubisky. I think you know what you have. If, oh, yeah. If you're, if you're looking at Gardner Minshew, like, you, you know what you're getting. You're getting uh, an AFC championship game quarterback. I'm pretty sure that was the year that they had. Um, that's when they had Jalen uh, Jalen Ramsey and all them, right? When they oh were yeah, they had, had actual good players around, right? Yeah, Duval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he sucks. So yeah, that's gonna be a hard pass for me. I'll mention you guys can keep yeah. that nightmare and that mullet to the wheel, <laughs> to the wheel. Spin it. Hey, wait, anything else you want to say about the Steelers' first preseason game? Uh, let's get Liddy. 
No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. What does that mean? It's what they used to say on um Oh, you never watched Pressure Luck? No. It's where like right. It's you can you can take me off the screen for this. I don't want to be in no parts part of this. I mean you can remove me. No. Because here's the thing. Aaron Nola pitched great the other night. Cool. He's which means he'll net his next two starts out of his next two starts, one will be shaky and one will be abysmal. Um, but he got no run support. So we played a huge, huge weekend series against the Mets, the team that we're chasing. And we really only put out, I think, what was it, three runs all weekend? Yeah, but listen. Uh, but again, Schwarber's, they- Schwarber's out and, 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 and Harper's out. So your, your MVP caliber hitting is all out. Right, but – you, you stole a game in where Ranger Suarez beats Max Scherzer, right? Yeah. And then you come back and you have a game where Aaron Nola and Jacob DeGrom are literally just mashing each other in the head with fastballs. And I think in, in that one game, both of them had retired 17 consecutive batters. Like that was, to me, I was watching that game and you could have, I could have sworn it was a playoff game. And if they're battling the team that's got 70 plus wins already and they're in a series where they take game one, they lose game two by one run, but they're, I mean, Jacob DeGrom was throwing, like he was hitting the black of the plate at 103 Mm -hmm. in what, in, in the last inning that he pitched. So I'll, I'll take that in this series and They've got enough games against enough crappy teams coming up between the games that they have right now, like against the Reds. I think they've got at least six or six or nine games against the Reds. They got 11 games coming up against the Nationals. Like Those are games where they're going to be able to make up a ton of ground. I, I, I think you're going to have an opportunity to see some playoff baseball. The only shame about it, is that if they end up playing the Braves, like if they end up with that third wild card, they're going to play all three in Atlanta. Right. You're not going to see any home games unless you win that series in Atlanta. Right. And the, again, right now the NL, the NL East is a total slugfest, and mm-hmm. the Phillies are getting to a point where they're getting players back. Um, so Schwarber, his injury wasn't too severe. Harper's coming back. I do not think – and actually I want to talk you this down because – when I went to the Reading Phillies a couple weeks ago, this was, you know, the conversation was, oh, well, and then, you know, Harper will do some minor league time. Do you think he should do a single? I, I don't. I'm looking at your face. If all he's going to do is DH, you put a bullpen guy out there, have him throw fastballs, sliders, curveballs, junk balls, and just have him swing the bat. Right. I think you can, if he is going to be the DH for the rest of this season. You don't need to put him on a minor league assignment to be a DH. You can put him in those simulated games right. before the game, right? Where you have a guy who's throwing a beat, who's throwing a bullpen session. So he's seeing live pitching. He goes in there. You can accomplish the same thing and get him game ready right. without sending him to. Reading or Lehigh Valley, which again would be a huge boost for the the minor system, but it's not it's an unnecessary risk. There, there's if you can accomplish the same thing at the major league level, 
as you can. If you were to put him on a minor league stint, fine. Right. I'm good. Um, I, I agree, Javier, that that is the NOLA we need all the damn time. But that's uh-huh. the problem is that he's not consistent. The one thing that makes NOLA not the pitcher who is a top five pitcher in this league, even a top ten pitcher in this league, is the consistency. He's not the top pitcher on the Phillies. Do you know that he and and uh, Wheeler are both in the top ten for Cy Young? I think Which Nola is, is great. Seven. So Which is great. It's great. I but mean, it's consistent. Right. Consistency. So I mean, I think we've been talking about this for like the last three, four years. Correct. That, and I, I think having a second year where he's the second guy behind Nola, I think you might be able to to see him be able to to take that consistency to – and let's be honest, they this is the first time that he's ever pitched down the stretch where they've been in contention for a playoff. Right. For a playoff spot. So there's different there's different value there when you know that you're playing in a playoff game. Um uh, Shuby wants to know is DeGrom the best pitcher in baseball? I say yes right now. Um it's, it's he's so missed hard. most of the season. I think Otani's up there, but he's also kind of like a he just does everything. I mean, Sandy um, Alcantara in Miami is incredible. When I was down in Miami, when I was down in Florida for for spring break, I actually saw. I went to the game where he pitched against the Phillies. Man, his stuff is just electric. Yeah, he he literally, and he's consistent. It's the same. And, but that's what I think about Degrom is that the movement on his pitches, the fact that he throws like a ninety mile an hour changeup, like. Right. And, and to be honest, to speak to like you, you had said, like, listen, the Phillies are going to get back. They're going to get back at some point, a healthy Schwarber. They're going to put Harper back in the middle of this lineup as the DH. They're not the only teams get, they're not the only team getting guys back. Right. The Mets right. are getting Jake. They're, they're adding Jacob DeGrom to, uh, to a rotation where Taiwan Walker is your fifth star. I'm still pissed. Like, and he's not a Philly. Uh, I, I pushed so him. hard. You could have had him, and he was cheap. And he's I pushed so hard. But but they have a solid rotation. They got a great bullpen. They got the best closer in baseball. Yeah. They got they got bats all up and down the lineup. The back end of their lineup is kind of weak, but they don't really need them to produce a whole lot. So. Max's question, speaking of Cy Young, is Verlander about to win the Cy Young and the MVP? No, because he doesn't have to hit. The only So especially now that the DH is removed, unless you are a 21, 22, 23 game winner, there's no competition. A guy like Otani could be, but as far as pitchers go, you're. I don't think you're going to see another pitcher win the MVP unless it's like an astronomical win number, low ERA, or it's a guy like Otani who does both. True. But, like, you think about that, that DH rule saved the Philly season this year. 100%. If that DH rule is not in place, Bryce Harper's not in this lineup. Hall was not in this lineup. Ne- neither one of those guys are seeing the field. So, Right. And Max said a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago is very different than the way the game is now. That's, that's my only point. Very, very I mean, even the game where DeGrom pitched against Nola, 
He only pitched six innings. Nola went eight. Eight complete game and got the loss. So, I'm just all right. JB, your eyes have glazed over. It's not that I'm glazed over. I'm just listening because I don't know a whole lot about baseball. So listening to you guys is really helping me. It's my stuff. Figure it out. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Okay. NFL in general. So the first games of the preseason happened. I want to point out a couple of things that I really appreciated and liked. Um, So first off, I am really pissed off that the Eagles did not draft murder leg from Buffalo <laughs> and his 82 yard punt. The punt. Matt yeah. Ariza. Matt, Matt Ariza. Cause I, I was, I said the one spot the Eagles still are definitely 100% weak is at punter. This guy is an absolute beast. It was disturbing. 82 yards in the air on the first 82 kick. 82 yards. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's an underwhelm. It's a it's an undervalued position, but if you can get a guy that can flip the field, and you know, they had they had the ball on the twenty, and they give the ball back, and it's inside the other team's five. Like that's field that that stuff's important right there. So Shuby is a camper of mine, and he's making a joke about another camper and how this kid was like eight foot two. But 14-year-olds make things weird. Um, He's talking about his his junk. 14-year-olds make things weird. Um, That's wild. Another thing, and I want to have a conversation about this. And I, because remember, one of the conver- one of the topics is still the Eagles preseason game. So be careful with this. I'm not talking about Eagles right now. Well, that's one of the topics. I know. But so we're talking, talking about the NFL real right. quick. So we, as a fan base bitched and complained that the starters didn't play preseason. Right? And what was always the biggest reason why they didn't? Fear of injuries. So you've seen huge hits on quarterbacks, guys who are now knocked out for at least the first month. You've got players dropping like flies all in the first game. And we haven't even gotten into second and third and anything. So Yes, they reduced the number of games in the preseason. Is there anything the NFL can do to get these stars to the regular season safer? Yeah, get rid of the preseason. Okay, I have, a, I have. Okay, so I have a problem with that when people say that because okay. the number one thing that happens, especially in college football, because you know I'm a college advocate, love college, is that. Because week zero or week one has no preseason, these guys look rusty every year. So a guy, but the only caveat to that in the NFL is that they have 18 weeks to make it up. Um, But like, do you honestly want guys that would normally get cut, but you can't even tell if they would get cut because they're playing against themselves all the time. So those, you kind of need those games to kind of see what's what do we think? I don't think you should televise it though. Maybe don't televise it. I mean, I like watching preseason because I'm I have nothing else to watch really. Because I mean, it's been dead for so long. But like, think about it. Is you talking about college football? And sometimes the first game of the season is against a a, a subdivision one, subdivision two 
whatever, whatever. And it's like a 70 to nothing victory. Okay. So, uh, listen, okay, so anyway. when I, when I say get rid of them, like, I think you like, can you, like, can you believe that at one point they had seven NFL preseason games? Like they were running no. seven and six games. Yes. Like in, in the late seventies, early eighties, go back and look, they were playing six, seven preseason games, Like they were starting training camp in the middle of July or beginning of July. I think you might get to a point where you see them get to these joint practices and maybe the joint practices are televised. And because that's where they end up playing harder anyway, that that they're going to get more value out of the production because they can they can cherry pick those situations where they want to work on. Right. In those control practices, you can say, okay, you want to work on goal line? Let's go. To, we're we're going to go line. You want to go red zone? Let's work red zone. You want well, whatever? I, I do that want is. to ask, and this is like a mini Shanann. What is um? Your mom. What is this? What what, what are they working on here? It's it's Washington being Washington. Well, if you don't know what that is, for those of you guys who are not in the Greek life. Who are not in African American? Uh, they those are Q dogs, and they are they are party hopping. I'm not sure why they're doing that shit at practice, though. <laughs> um, there's Speaking not a club. Uh, there's not a club. What the heck? So this is at the Giants open practice. Why does he have a? Okay, never mind. You know what? I'm not even. Gonna, okay. I would That's like you to watch why the Eagles better not lose the NFC East this year. This is Daniel Jones. Press play. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy good Lord. And the pass is complete to the cheerleading squad. The, can y'all see my mouse on the screen? Because I'm on a different screen right now. The ball is here. Yeah. Chip, I don't the, know what, what what what's closer. <laughs> that ball closer to that wide receiver or the little league pitch that we're about to discuss. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm not doing it. So I'm again, not, not gonna be nope. able to do it. He is throwing to someone in the crowd. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Bull Durham, <laughs> where he like throws and hits a mascot in the face? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure that's what just happened. Um. Yeah. And hold on. I just want to, case in case any of you didn't see it, I just want to show you guys murder leg real quick because it's it's worth a watch. And I'm sure people have seen it. But again, it's worth a watch. Add a stream. Here we go. Now look where he's set. And away we go. Sixth round draft pick. His first punt today. And it's a big one. Wow, look at this to the 15. And it's a touchback. I mean, there's an 82-yard punt. Sixth. And that's all I have to say about that. Yep, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not touching it. Should we go back to the wheel? Back Please. to the wheel. Back to the wheel. It's the wheel. Please, of I want this. I want this Ben Simmons topic. I know you. Wheels keep on turning. Oh my! 
Ground American Polo. <laughs> Can we skip okay. this Jimmy G, please? I'm no, because I no, because here's what I want to do. All right, we don't have to do this whole thing. So we know that Jimmy G we know Jimmy is, G is, is, the best is still out there floating around. Looks like a lady. <laughs> now we know that he's still out there floating around. So I would like to play a game called Would You Put Jimmy G on Your Roster? I'm gonna go through all the teams in the NFL. And I want to know which teams Jimmy G should start for, or is he better than the current quarterback situation? Okay. Some of them are easy. Should Jimmy G be on the Buffalo Bills? No. 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 Miami Dolphins. Yes. No. I, mm, I think that's no. a tough one because they, they're trying to get to the team. You cannot put him on that team because he's not he's a game manager and not the guy you need to throw the ball all around the field. So that's Correct. why you can't go with him. That's why okay. you can't go with him. New England. No. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent yes. That's that's hundred percent yes. Good. Now the reason why I thought of this topic, by the way, was when Zach Wilson went down. I went, he's going to be a jet by the end of the weekend. Now he's only out for about a month, but did you see who his PT was? No. It was it was it's a it's a hot single mom. Oh, of course it is. Um, so should Jimmy G be on the Jets? Don't forget Wait, they have Flacco. No, they got Flacco yeah. now. Yeah, no. They're not gonna they're not gonna invest any kind of capital to put in that position. I'm with you. I, I, I personally feel like we can skip the whole AFC North. Yeah, there's nobody. The Ravens, I mean, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. Well, hold on. Steelers, Jimmy G no. or who they got? No, Jimmy G can't throw the ball. I don't need him. I don't I don't need him to just sit there and hand the ball off and flick his hair back. I, they don't care about that in Pittsburgh. We want hard, rugged dudes, not a prima donna. Nope, skip. Okay, okay. Skip and then the we chip. continue. Uh, the AFC South, the Texans. Sure. Absolutely for me. I don't know. I don't care who you put on that team. They still gonna suck. No matter. That's true. Uh, Colts. Mm. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Jags. No. No. Titans. Yes. Yeah. They're a run heavy team anyway. They're run heavy anyway, so it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. Well, it's Tannehill, so I, mean, I also he, have to think about un- unseating people who are already there. He's he's essentially matter. the same in the same They're position the same that he's in in San Fran, but with a better running game. They're the same guy. I mean, I personally feel like he should still be the quarterback of San Francisco. I think that the Trey Lance thing is premature. Or you can think about they got they got Debo Samuel throwing passes. So that what does that tell you about the fucking <laughs> run? Right. So, let's just be honest. Uh, all of the AFC West we can skip too. Yes. NFC East, he could be the starter on either the Giants or the Commanders. He could definitely be the Giants, but the Commanders, they got a little hope maybe with with Commander Wentz. Well, not if you listen to what people have been saying. Oh my God, did you see that? Did you hear that interview? I did. Oh, yeah. oh good Jesus. Don't you just love him? Ah, it's it's I, magnificent. 
2017, he was almost the MVP, though. Remember that? Let's keep that, that in mind. That, that, to me, is like the 30 for 30. Like, how did you go from being, like, almost the MVP to being the most jealous dude wearing shoulder pads? Did you? Can I tell you something? Like, when my, my grandma used to tell me as a long time ago. If you want to know who somebody really is, watch them over a long period of time. Anybody can be anybody can be something for a couple years, a couple months. It's hard to do it every day because that's who you really are. That's what's really down in you. Wentz is really that selfish type of dude. He tried to stand behind that Jesus stuff, and that and that eventually that got old because you're only gonna be able to pray so many times when you get your head knocked in. So, I I just I. I, I don't know. I can't figure out how, like, I would love to see the inside of that story to really, like, like, what happened to you to to get from almost the MVP to your third team in three years? Well, my speculation is what well, I think a lot of people's are. He's just, he went from being the big fish in a very small pond, and then when asked to do more, he didn't and couldn't. Yeah, but I mean, he went to Indy where there's like 17 people and still True. couldn't do it. Because they were already playing at a higher level and he could not do it. Um, all right, let's keep going. Bears, I would put him on that team, but Trey Lance is this is his premier. Lions, I would put him on that team. Jared Goff, sure. Packers, I would not because. No. They got Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Vikings. No. No, they got Kirk Cousins. They got Cousins. Well, hold on. You say that, but did you see the top 100 players list where Mac Jones is listed like 20 spots higher than Kirk Cousins? Hey, man, numbers don't lie. Kirk Cousins is still that guy. He's going to win a Super Bowl and shut everybody up. And he continues to rob the NFL every year. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. That dude's – he really needs to wear a Hamburglar mask. Like, I'm not kidding. He's robbed uh, more NFL teams than anybody I knew. It started with the Red when they were the Redskins. He robbed them for a minute. Yo. It's true. He did. Uh, all right, we're almost done. We got we got two we got two divisions left. We got the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Bucks. The Panthers don't need any more quarterbacks, but is he better many. than the ones that they have? No. Not not the Bucks. Uh, I'd put him on the, the Saints over Jameis. No, I don't know if I put him up because Jameis can throw the ball around the yard. It's just if he's going to throw 50,000 interceptions to go along with it. But he's going to put the ball in the air now. What about the Falcons? I don't even know who that quarterback is. Marcus Mariota. They're the same guy. So, yeah, I guess. And then you got the West, which is, again, you're not – I'd put him on Seattle. I don't even know if I put him on Seattle. It's It's a dumpster fire regardless. But what do you do if you're if you are the 49ers, this guy's still floating around. What do you do? Does it really matter? No. I don't think it matters. Either he plays share. for you, either he plays for you and he doesn't play, or you keep him and he plays. Either way it goes, it doesn't matter. So I, I gotta share what, what Gator sent me in the on on the Twitter. So this was after this is all reported, but this was after Jimmy Garoppolo ignored coaches after the Niners made him the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. And said when the press conference ended, Garoppolo shook hands, flashed his multi-million dollar smile, and disappeared in the offseason ether. 
The important work to the coach's chagrin would have to wait. He left the press conference. Nobody heard from him for weeks and weeks. Didn't return calls. Didn't return texts. Basically vanished. We're looking at each other going, what happened? The vanishing act, which become a staple of more off-seasons after that, is worth pondering as we prepare to dive into the Trey Lance era, beginning with Friday's preseason opener against the Packers. Sounds like a point guard we know. Mm. And Shuby says, don't trade him within the division. Potter, I, I have seen all your comments rolling. I'm sorry, I was on a different screen. Um, JD's same beef with Minshew would be the same with Jimmy J. Exactly. Okay. I just don't. I just don't believe. I don't think that he stinks. I just think that he is he way underwhelming. We don't know. No. no, he stinks. Yeah, he's just he 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 can. He's a game manager. We give the same shit to all these game managers. Like we got to give him the same stuff. Is he's trash can juice? He really is. All right. Spin the wheel. Let's let's go back to the wheel. Now four topics left, and then shenanigans. This is. I feel like this is. This wheel has really kicked my butt tonight. I'm sorry. That's your fault. Ooh. Eagles preseason. Okay. I don't need to talk about all the scrub city. You know, it's, it was what it was. I need to talk about the hit. I need <laughs> to talk about what was one of the dirtiest hits I have ever seen in football. And I talked to Jeremy Bridges, who is you know works with us on our, on our network, and he even he went. That is one of the dirtiest hits I've seen. He man played the game. Um, he was four steps out of bounds, got absolutely level with a spearing type hit. Nick Sirianni loses his shit, which, you know, of course solidifies him as pure Philly. Right. And, but Jalen Hurts gets right back up, leads a perfect drive, does the thing. Super happy with that. Jordan Mailata absolutely beasts it. Um, does what he always does, which is takes after his guy, picks up after his guy. And then when asked about the hit, Jordan Mailata says, and I quote, that shit is dirty. I don't give a damn if it's a preseason. I've got to protect my quarterback. Right. Can, can I can I jump in here real quick? Do you know like yep. so there was a quarterback? There's a story. I'm gonna tell a story. I'm gonna tell a story. All right. Once upon a time, in a place not so far away, there was a glass quarterback who fell and broke his hip. That quarterback is not Jalen Hurts. If that, if there is anybody that you should have respect for in Philadelphia, it is supposed to be Jalen Hurts. The dude is a Mack truck. Like he gets hit like this constantly. He people hit him. Come on, bro. That dude got up after that and just walked it off. He also didn't fumble the ball. Yes, he yeah. held that jump with why, both hands, why, with his one hand. Why, why While he's holding it with one hand. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it was dirty, absolutely. Um. But you know what? It's there, like there's that. not much. There, there's not much else to say besides the fact that it was dirty. It's a dirty play. It's a dirty play by a guy who may be on the fringes of the Jets roster and trying to you know trying to make a name for himself. Or we take it. Yeah. Doesn't that make you like their coach much more though? Like, don't you like that? That make doesn't that make you like the Jets coach? Like, I'm like, okay, that was a dirty hit. And he's saying, like, dude, this is a dirty hit. It was it was disgusting. Like, you know oh, what I'm saying? Came, like he came flat out and said it and went, that's like it was it was grotesque. I'm rocking with him. And that's why I'm actually yeah. happy for uh for that guy. Shoot me saying, like, hey. The guy, the guy that I want to, the two guys that I want to talk about, 
Do it. Two guys that they drafted that are in the middle of that defense now. Do it. Jordan Davis. Do it. Is a is a walking <laughs> Mount Everest. That dude is a walking refrigerator, and you put him in there, you just <laughs> open the door. And he is walk, but but he but he runs like a four five, and he's three sixty and six eight and can which get is taller than Jay Jaw. <laughs> the the one the one play where he takes on three guys and that's, both that's linebackers question. run on either side of him and go make a play in the backfield. And the that's how play, you win. Right. And the one play where he goes, takes on a double team, the Kobe Dean comes right on his backside and right, lights, he goes, lights the backup tight end up <laughs> and inadvertently <laughs> creates the tackle without touching the, the runner. Like right. that those two guys are gonna be in the middle of this defense for the next 10 years. Can we talk? Can we toss this out here too? Because there's been a there's been a lot of times that I've watched a lot of football, right? And I've said like defenses that are nasty and have bad intentions are normally just like bullies. Mm-hmm. You take there's times that you're gonna have Cox in the game, Davis in the game, BG in the game. And a Kobe, Kobe Dean in the game. Kobe Dean in the game. <laughs> TJ Edwards. You're, you're going to have Javon Hargrave, right? Yes. You could, you could throw that lineup, right? The one that you just said, right? Yeah. With 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 Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. You got Jordan Davis. You got Javon Hargrave. Like those four dudes are going to consume that offensive line. I don't care how good it is. Which means Slay on the outside. Slay and Bradbury, like but, it's the but it exponential also means that improvement. White is going to run all any of the White looked great. Are going to be able to get wherever they want on the field, and that to me is going to be that the way that they overhaul this defense by getting guys that are athletic. They have a bunch of athletes on the field, and you didn't even see Hassan Reddick. Nope, you didn't even see the best of Hassan Reddick. By the way, who looks yoked as hell? I'm good. Josh Sweat, too. I forgot about Josh Sweat. Oh, yo, I mean, this is I, scary hours. This is yeah. This is this is this, a, this defense is put together to be dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I said the night that we drafted him, I thought Kobe Dean was going to be the steal of the draft because he fell so far, and we took him. He's the Tyrese Maxey of the Eagles. I'm just well, throwing it out there. Truly. Truly. He's the Tyrese Maxey. I, I wanted to address this because I put out this tweet. This was Gators' first time seeing the hit. How is it not being talked about? How is that not a fine? If that was a college football game, and JD, you are our college football expert on the screen right are now. You targeting? Targeting and immediate ejection, right? Yep. Well, because of he was out of bounds, he's he's he giving himself up already. He but, was out of bounds, giving himself up, and lowered the crown of the helmet. It is a textbook yeah, targeting call. It's a targeting call. And, and to be honest, if Jalen Hurts is anybody other than Jalen Hurts, or there's a couple guys that won't get this call. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, um, Josh maybe Allen even, might. Maybe, but he maybe. they say he's a runner, like too. So they, they don't give those type of calls to like the running quarterbacks. You know, so so get on board for this because this is what it's going to look like a lot. He's going to take a lot more hits. But the thing about it, that's why the guy squats damn near 700 pounds. Like, because right. he knows he's going to get hit like this. He knows he's going to have to take on the stuff. And 
that's what makes the that's what makes the hard city like Philly love him because he's gonna take hits like that. He's gonna pop back up. And he's not gonna show even if he's hurt. He's not gonna show you he's hurt. And but, but guess now. what? And the thing you might see some more exponential growth through him is that this is the first year that he has not had a different quarterback coach, a different system since high school. Every year since his senior year in high school, he's had different team, different coach, mm-hmm. different system. He's now got two years in a system. I think you're going to see some growth. And he gave himself up because that normally that, that if you look at that play, Jalen Hurts would have tried to get more yards. I mean, I know I understand it's a I understand it's a preseason game, but that was kind of the knock on him is that he never would get the first down and get out of bounds. He would always be fighting for more yards, and that to me is the sign of like an immature quarterback. Because you now you're starting to see it with with Lamar Jackson. These guys are getting the yards they got to get and getting out of there. So that is my only thing I got to say. Yeah, and, and Gator, I, I agree with this comment where you the NFL, if they're going to promote safety and they're going to say, well, we're here to protect these guys and we're giving these guys these bubble wrap helmets and yada, 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 then a hit like that has got to be punished. When your own, oh, we don't coach, know. Yeah. your own coach doesn't even have your back. Yeah, that's fact. Spin the wheel. All right. Spin it. Ben Simmons. Oh, hold on, I got to add the wheel. Add in the wheel. All right, three topics left and then shenanigans. Okay, Fernando Tatis. My man had Just, ringworm and took some steroids. Fernando Tatis just got an Which 80 game suspension because uh steroids. And if you ask Fernando, it was to treat his ringworm. His ringworm. Yeah. My man took steroids. But if you ask his dad, and his dad came out with this a little while ago. It's Poppy. Fernando Tatis Sr. said the son's positive test came from something in a spray he used to treat a fungus due to a haircut. Okay. So so can can we just cut all the bullshit? He was hurt. He took steroids to get better faster and mm-hmm. got caught. Because they just got Juan Soto and he wanted to be a part of this powerhouse team with Soto, Machado, and himself. Well, and I want to know when when the positive test was. Right? Because did the MLB know about the positive test and wait and hold on to that until he was ready to come back so that he didn't have a bunch of bogus games where he was on the team but wasn't really ready to play, but they counted towards the suspension. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, And if it's anything like a couple years ago when Clemson got ready to play somebody, I remember this very recently, all these guys popped positive, like all these dudes. And it was something that they had gotten from their team. You know what I'm saying? And okay. so, so I will, and I remember that they, it was like uh, Dexter Lawrence was a part of that group. There was a bunch right, of right. guys. Um, that they ended up getting butt popped for it. And one of our tight ends, he got popped on the last game. So he had to sit the whole next season. Um, so I am I am very, very, I'm very interested to know what exactly he took. And on top of it, because if it was uh something he took by mouth or whatever, um, because somebody's saying it's not something he took, because it was an antibiotic, depending on what antibiotic was, it could have been something. But if it was a spray, like his dad is saying, 
Like you get like a like I get like you know you get what is it? Uh, what stuff you put on your feet? It kills all the. You know what I'm saying? I thought you were about to. I thought you were about to say preparation. Preparation. Nah, that no, is no. not what you put on your feet. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what you put in your jock in your jock area. But I'm talking about the stuff you spray on your feet. That Lotrimin or whatever that stuff is for your feet. Yeah. So listen, next one. I, hey, I had at one point I had some little athlete's foot. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, Boom, tough action, in action. So, you know, if you got the stuff to spray on your feet, I would love to see what the ingredients are and then say, okay, if this is the case, then we need to look at how we're testing these guys and how many tests did he actually get prior to saying, okay, he's suspended. If they tested him three times, and of course, buddy, you pop. And I think the more alarming thing is like the response from his teammates and the team, which they basically said, like, we're not surprised he did something. Like, we're not surprised that he got My favorite was Carlos Correa, who is like the centerpiece of the Astros cheating scandal, was like, I don't respect cheaters. <laughs> Hello, brother pot. man. <laughs> Meet Kettle, kettle Pot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's for me looking at it like, this is a guy who was the cover athlete of MLB The Show two years ago. Like, Tatis is a big deal. Does this mean – does this mean out of a 162 game season, your Padres are they're going to go to the playoffs? Like they're they're he's, a good team. He's gonna he's gonna miss obviously the end of this season, all of this postseason, and you know the first 30 plus games of next season. I just think that can he, this, can he can he can he can he appeal it? He he's not he's not appealing. He's not appealing. He's not appealing it, which is even more of a telling. Story. That's more telling that he knows yeah. he did some shit. But does this mean he doesn't get the get into the Hall of Fame? No, he'll get in. It's the first time. How many times did it happen to to all them? Like before that, people were just like, "This this stuff doesn't count." You know what I'm saying? It takes a while. Like everybody's doing a little steroids. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Chip, we're gonna, we're gonna get to a point at some point. I mean, I know you saw the you saw the names on this. Oh, this most recent. Oof. Ballot for this, this year's MLB. MLB Hall of Fame ballot. I don't put a single one of them in. Right. So you're going to get to a point where you're going to have guys that have had checkered pests that are going to be on, that are going to be all up and down that ballot at some point. It's going it, to, it's going to get to a point where it's going to be some like so commonplace that you're really, you're really not going to be able to the NFL. Unlike the NFL, the major leagues do baseball does not put in people every year. No, they have a vote with the percentage. NFL puts in seven, eight guys every single year. MLB does not. Right. Two topics. Okay. As an umpire, I feel a type of way about this situation. And unfortunately, there's no way to fix it, which is even worse. Um, so I'm going to put a video on the screen and I'm going to set the scene. So basically, Little League World Series, it's the bottom of the seventh and they only play six innings. So the fact that it went to the bottom of the seventh matters. This is a Northwest Regional Championship, so they're they're getting down to the nitty gritty. It's a two two game, and this is the confusion and the call on how this team ends their Little League World Series career. 
and on deck, you got Liam Ferguson. That is a foul ball. He caught, thought he called it foul. They're saying that's fair. That's the game. They're going to have to clean this up. Okay, so I'm pausing it there. Looks fair to me. It's a fair ball. So the ball is fair. Here's where the problem is. That umpire at third base calls the ball foul. Puts his hands up. I mean, it's foul. Which was, by rule, an immediate dead ball. Mm. The third base coach, being very heads up, keeps it going. Because the home plate umpire called a fair ball. Ha. So now we're getting word that the call was ruled fair on the field, which means now that they go to the review monitor, they've got to see some evidence in order to overturn this. If they don't find something that can overturn it, Jess, this game is over. Apparently that's all I wanted you to say. That's, that's all you I mean, need to see. Listen, it, it, it's, a, it's a shame if it's foul, the game that it ends that going. way. But that's, I mean, and you're talking about kids, right? You're talking about 12-year-old kids. Right? Mm -hmm. it's, a shame, it's a shame that it that that the story of that game becomes about the umpires and not about the players. Because had that umpire called a fair that game's over. It probably doesn't even it, it, it barely makes sports center. I and the hard part and, and you know, like a lot of that stuff, it's it's all like that little league stuff, it's all volunteers. So you know, you, you wanna say that they try to make every call the right call. And you're, and, 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 and you're human, right? Like, I've been in that situation. Yeah. Like, you, you're human. It's where you got to go through the mechanics. So, in reality, that is the third base umpire's call to make. There. Well, and, that, and that's had it been me, you have to communicate. Had it been me, and I call that foul, I am calling it loud foul and stopping the play. Right. I don't think he could have been louder about it. Like he, he went literally foul. Was... Yes, he could have. Yes, he could have. Because after he went foul, he kind of put his arms down and like just started watching the play develop. Right. Like how how do you not walk into watch. the middle? I'll, of I'll, sh I'll show you the beginning part. Well, no, no, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying he watch, didn't... watch the umpire. And on deck, you got Liam Ferguson. Like at that point, you walk that into the middle of the infield ball. and you stop the play. Like you don't stand there. And like I'm, if like I'm there, I'm 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 yelling at the third base coach. No, it's a foul ball. Right, you walk, you, you call it foul, and you walk into the field so that the play on the field stops. I'm with it. I'm just at the end of the day, man. I think that guy was a novice, and I think he looked at the, I think he looked at that guy, the guy who looked like he was more tenured. He had a little bit more, you know, more oomph about himself, and he looked, and he seemed to be more confident. So he's gonna. It's the same thing in basketball. Like guys, yeah. they they will go who to, to the more cop. Like I've seen guys get called for a foul before a shooting foul and the guy that's right beside him will call it, you know, good block. 
and the guy under the goal will call it a call it a, a block or or actual hit on the arm or something. So it's just whoever's the more dominant in that time frame, who the guys that's more tenured, they're going to go with that answer, man. Unfortunately, that's just what it is. I mean, it sucks, but this is what it is. Yeah, but it was it was a really look. You can make that mistake, but then you got to own it. Like you got to be like, no, it was a foul ball. It was a foul ball. It was like you have you have to stop it. Correct. I'm game for the game. I just. I mean, listen, it's human error. Like we're 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 no we're 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 watching stuff happen. And this is a child's game with like grown up consequences, unfortunately. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This is like we're playing the children's game and it's got grown up consequences. Like these guys are playing on TV in front of a bunch of people with with high stakes. These are 12 year old, 13 year old kids. And I mean, that's the best team in Washington and Oregon. You know how many baseball teams are in Washington and Oregon that play at the 12U level? Like it's. Oh yeah, it's huge. I mean, and on top of it, what's on the line? You know, what I'm saying this is what a birth to the world, the Little League World Series. It's you're still trying to be the U.S. champion, right? So it is, you know, it is what it is, I guess. But you know, it's it's popping, right? Um, all right, I'm not spinning the wheel. Ben Simmons, go. JD, go. You've been waiting. It just it just seems to me that a lot of this stuff is 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 is, is looking bad. Like, why did you have to pay him any money? what was said or what was done that you now have to settle with this man. So either a, you don't want something to come out. And I believe that because I know who we're talking about, which is Daryl Morey, dot rivers, this whole GM thing, maybe Ben Simmons, the story we got ain't really the story. Maybe that's all I'm saying is that if this guy had a, a valid point to get money from you, when you said that he wasn't coming to practice and doing the things he said he was going to do, why are you having to pay him to shut up? Is you, are you paying him much money? What are we doing here? That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. You guys can decipher what what to do with that. I, I don't know if it's hush money as much as it's, you know, we just want this shit to be done with. I, I was just about to say. I, at, at this point, I don't even care. It's 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 beyond caring for me at this point. I really don't. To me, the the whole situation with with that guy, it's so beyond basketball at this point. Which is a shame because when he was on the court, he was an insanely productive player. But yeah, you have all the off the court stuff, and it just it, it, it's to me it's just a disaster. And if if paying him that money makes that conversation just go away, and the but it doesn't. Just, but I think the it conversation, does. but now the conversation, no, and, 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 and I thought so too, right? I'm in South Carolina and they should not be talking about the, the 76ers, but because this was a big deal. Now people, I just listened to talk radio before I got on here and in South Carolina, they're saying that this is a more of a cover up because of all the other stuff that's happened with the Sixers and the Nets now. And, and I don't say that it's wrong because look at it now, the basically the Sixers are turning into the Houston 76ers. And and we've seen yeah. this in, pre- in previous times where guys have been hurt. The Antonio Brown situation before they saying stuff about him. Like I don't know what is real anymore. It's it's actually really kind of sad. I don't know what's real. I don't know if they just wanted to get rid of him to get PJ Tucker or to get James Harden. Maybe this was a ploy to get James Harden there the whole time. Maybe they really didn't want Ben because it's all. Think about it. Ben Simmons was talked about being traded before he even did anything wrong last year. Before he does the. Before and he even does he the dunk. There and then Doc throws him out of practice. Like it's, it was one thing after the next. I'm okay with settling it up 
that way it's just over and done with. Like we can start the year fresh. Um, yeah, he had a back injury. He had mental health stuff. He had all kinds of things. Hugh Douglas, the Eagles player who's about to be inducted into the NF, the Eagles Ring of Honor or Eagles Wall of Fame, whatever it is, was asked on Sports WIP why he played hard when the Eagles were bad during his first year here. And I quote, I didn't want fans to see me as a guy who dogged it and didn't care. I didn't want to be a Ben Simmons. And that guy, and now he's been like, so let's just look at all the stuff that's happened to Ben Simmons. He's been on the ESPYs. They've dogged him. He's everywhere he's been, he's been dogged. Like he, it's not like, and we talk about the, the court of public opinion. Like it doesn't matter if Ben Simmons comes out and has the greatest season or greatest rest of his career. Nobody's going to forget about it. So they've already made the narrative up about the guy. It is what it is. He's He went to New Jersey. He went to New Jersey Nets to die. And I say New Jersey because I know they're Brooklyn, but they're New Jersey still. It, he went there to die. They And now they're praying that the team's falling apart. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, he's just there. He's being left there to die. I would be surprised if he plays again, honestly, at this point. Like, I think he will, but I'd be surprised. I, I, at this point, I'm going to be – surprised to see him on the court. It's like, I just said that Gator. Um, yeah. Shout out to all the amazing comments. We're not quite done yet. Cause we got some shenanigans. We got some shenanigans. I got some video shenanigans. I got some shenanigans shenanigans. Um, but yeah, so shenanigans number one, this made me giggle. Very funny. I saw this. <laughs> Yeah, is that real? Just, just, just as much as the, it made me laugh just as much as the the Eagles jersey combo of the fans in the stands. Thanks. Yes, that guy's last name is French, and that guy's last name is Fries. French Fries. Okay. All right, I'm down with it. All right, Shanann number two goes back to these damn helmets. I'm not saying I hate them. So more Jordan con- Milana, number sixty-eight, more, more and his Megamind brand got a concussion with them, and was asked. Hey, how do you feel about getting a concussion? He goes, they don't work. Sorry, NFL. They don't work. I mean, you also can't be leading with your head, too. Like, that's, I mean, that's number one as well. I I think that gives them, like, a false sense of security. Yes. Right? So that you lose the fundamentals of keeping your helmet in the correct position. Because you're like, oh, wait, I got this extra protection. I don't got to worry about it. Throwing this out there for you guys. This is a question for both of y'all. What if they took the helmets away during practice? Do you think guys would still get concussions? Yeah, I mean, no, they wouldn't because dudes well, won't be going the in there like that. You'd be hitting with your shoulder, not your Andre head. Dillard. Andre Dillard just got thrown out of practice yesterday because he started two fights and got punched in the mouth a bunch of times. Say what? Andre Dillard, our backup, because he lost the job to Jordan Mailata, another high round draft pick that hasn't amounted to anything, got into two physical fights yesterday and got thrown out of practice like haymakers and all i mean why are you punching somebody with a helmet on first off because you're that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen how smart is that how smart is that guy he's not and he's not good and he's the next one that'll get bumped out of town i mean yes but that's my next thought okay should high school football players be able to get drafted out of the to the nfl straight out of high school yes Ooh, debate time. What we got? They're not like to me. And if you stick an eighteen-year-old kid, JD, you, and you're you're in the middle of it now with high school football, right? And basketball, yeah. 
right? Your your best guy, your biggest guy, has to play and block Jordan Davis next I, week. Well, that's on the offensive line, but we're talking about more skilled guys. Like these are we're like running backs like, and Davion Clowney, Derrick Henry, and Leonard Fournette were absolutely the best players in the country when they played. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a caveat to George, so for Jadavian Clowney because he's from South Point, which is we played him in the playoffs. Right there. Um, so they're like Rada and Rock Hill. So I'm gonna tell you something about him. He probably is the best defensive end I've ever seen in real life. Like the kid was fast, he was strong. He didn't get much bigger from the time he got in the college. Like it's not like he had this exponential growth. I mean, neither did Derrick Henry. No, dude had what eleven touchdowns in one game or something. Like there are certain ones like Kevin Garnett. Like people said, guys can never go from the NBA. I mean, from the college to the NBA, and it works out. It's just you don't want that guy that just isn't ready. You know, you just don't want that guy. Right. But it can it can and, happen. And, and these and these guys aren't getting. You know, they're not getting college degrees anyway. They're waiting. They're playing. They're going out after their sophomore or junior years. Like they're not finishing anyway. So are they really helping anybody? I mean, they're just getting a little bigger. They're getting, they're getting uh, they're a little getting, bigger, but they're also putting themselves in danger to get hurt. Like you see NFL, you see guys in NCAA getting their draft stock destroyed because they have to play these games. And now they're not even going to play bowl games because they want to protect their draft stock. Like, why not? So I thought this out there. Justin Ross <clears throat> played at Clemson. And the year they won the championship, Justin Ross was the best receiver on the field. You fast forward two years. He gets drafted by the I think he's drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. And nobody people are asking me who the hell he is. Right. <laughs> I'm like, like, what, what do you mean? Like this guy literally won a national championship three years ago. And now you're asking me who he is. Like he was the best player in that game where they de- absolutely demolished um Alabama. I think this question is phrased really well. Should they be able to get drafted? Not should they draft. Like, you're not always gonna draft the guy. Most of them are gonna go to college over. But should they be able to? If you if you had a player development program, totally. Right? If you had if you use the XFL, USFL, USFL, whatever, some combination where you were able to, or you 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 do what you can do in major league baseball, which is you can draft a player's rights and then he can go play in college, and then at any point in time he can leave college and go like something along those lines yeah i'm down with that but do i I think that there's i think there's more of a risk for the player to be not ready right both both physically and mentally because and even ability wise like you you because going into these rooms all, all those levels right like you played high school played in college like the the jump from high school to high level college football is miles right but the jump from the from high level college to the nfl is even greater okay well hold on okay so here we go so you said that and now i'm going to now i'm going to rephrase this for you so a guy like jordan davis and a guy like you know guy like uh jordan davis a guy like nicobe dean that played in the sec is that a big jump to that NFL defense because I don't think they're I don't think they're missing a step for real. They're not, but go from high school to that to college. There, 
the, where you're going with the rooms into the rooms, you're, you're watching the film, which you may or may not have done at that expert level. Like it does require you to learn the game a little bit. Fair. Fair. Facts. I, st- I stand corrected. Don, you in this one. Stop. I mean, I would, I would still do it for these exceptional level guys. Like look right? at Reggie More- Bush's high school stuff. Like that stuff was ridiculous. But, but, but if you look what about at a caveat oh. from the NBA, right? For for every Kevin Garnett, right? How many Kwamis? You you have Kwam you you have ten times Kwame Browns. Wait, so Kwame, wait Brown, uh, so Kwame Brown wasn't a bad player though. By the way, I just want to throw that out there. He yeah, just he was. wasn't. He just wasn't. He just wasn't the next Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, True. So what about this? If you're able to draft a guy, like okay, so you say. Uh, we're going to draft Derrick Henry right out of high school. If you're going to draft a high school player, there is a required one-year professional redshirt. Okay. Well, they're playing. You're just playing in the they, practice squad rooms. Like they're they're your player, and that's your pick. But you're not going to get that guy for a whole other season. They got to get used to the speed of the game, what it's like to be out on your own, a professional, that absurd amount of money, that like all of that stuff. I mean, it depends on. I'm okay with that, but I'm thinking. So my thing is, it's no different now because this is what they've done. They've taken the signing bonus from the NFL, and now it's called NIL. You know, Correct. that's the difference. I mean, sure. you got a, you got a guy like a high level guy, like let's say the number one prospect in this 18 class or whatever, or that may not this 18 class of the 2023 class. The top prospect is, I'm pretty sure. Don't know him. I don't know what his position is. Let's. I haven't looked. But let's just say he's a guy. He's a dude, and you like draft Arch- him. Okay, you ready? Arch- Archie, Man- Archie, Man- Arch Manning. Okay. Yeah. Right. We do. Quarter- we watch that with quarterbacks all the time. Game. You know what? And that's the thing, Don. And that's why I'm gonna tell you you're right because they do it all the time. They'll draft a quarterback like we just did Kenny Pickett, but we have Mitchell Trubisky. He's gonna he's gonna be in the room. He has a possibility to play, but he probably won't. And as long as the guy in front of him is worth it, that guy's on a red shirt anyway. It's the same concept. Um, so I don't know. I'm somewhere in the in the middle, man. I'm like Switzerland, was, I guess. It was an interesting question. It's not gonna happen, but it was an interesting question. Mm-hmm. All right, two outs, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, you're down by three. You need a home run. Who are you sending to the play? Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, or Barry Bonds? Um <laughs> Barry Bonds. I'm 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 gonna play devil's advocate. I'm sending Hank Aaron. Because I was going to take Babe, actually. Really? Babe I one was. time said he's not an athlete. He's a baseball player. So I am. I'm going to definitely take him out of there. That dude looks like my granddaddy now. And he's been in the ground for a while. <laughs> All right. So so let's do this then. Don, why are you taking, uh, why are you taking Hammer and Hank? I, I, I'm taking Barry Bonds. Oh, you're taking Barry Bonds. Right. Okay. I don't know. I feel like he's in in the tail end of his career when he was jacking balls all the way into <laughs> into McCovey into McCovey Cove. I mean, he he had the every pitch was an opportunity for him to go deep. <laughs> no pun intended. Um. I JD, think, your turn. Correct. So I I am going to go the opposite route than Don. I just think that the game was different, and if Hank Aaron game translates to today, way he's able to run, 
I'm pretty sure he was still in bases and stuff. I've never seen Barry Bonds do anything other than hit home runs. So, oh, you missed it then. I mean, I might have. His but, early um, career when he was a pirate, he was a 40-40 player. But I mean, this guy, Hank Aaron, easily Hall of Famer. I think if you don't know who Hank Aaron is, you don't know baseball. Like, this is oh, being honest. Facts. You can, you can probably not know about Barry Bonds, depending on where you were I'm, born. I'm taking Babe because I'm not looking for a guy to run. I'm not looking for a guy. I'm looking for the guy who doesn't give a rat's ass about anything. And I'm just going to go out and hit baseballs, and that's what I'm going to do. And that was Babe Ruth. The, but the, I think we're missing the point. We got two outs, bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded. And you're you need a homer. Three. You need a homer. So I I'm, going, I'm going Hank. I'm Hank. I'm hanking it. No pun intended. All right. So we got a couple more shenanigans real quick that you will have to just appreciate. All right. This is a, this is a little mini shenan. You're about to see something happen. Oh, okay. God. You're about to see something happen. I'm, I'm going to push play on it. Here you go. Get there. Okay. You see where the pitch is, right? Ball hit the ground. He hit it on a bounce. Yes, he did. Let's watch it again real quick. And flew out the center. That's dead. Here, oh, see, so he did it again. Here it comes. Okay, here comes the slow motion of it. Ball. Doink. <laughs> that angle, I couldn't see much of it. Okay, there we go. Now I see it. Okay. Now, here's my question. And Don, you can't answer. And none of my Camp America people can answer because I've already answered this question. What is the one thing that you cannot call on a bounced ball. Hot fly. I don't know. Shit, I don't know. A ball. I mean, that happened. I mean, it is a ball. Can't call it a strike. It cannot be a called strike. It can be a hit by, it can hit him. It can be a foul ball. It can, it can be everything. I just can't call it a strike. I can't call it a strike. He swings. He's a dumb dumb. Correct. All right, hold on. I got more. And it's funny that Don, you said some of the things that you said because I have an audio here. Oh God, dude! I hope you're not doing that thing where you're pulling up all his old stuff and you're gonna try to incriminate him. No. Here you go. You have to like when there's a guy coming right in your face and he just sits in there and, and delivers it uh, really well. <laughs> you have to like when there's a guy coming right in your face and he just sits in there and, and delivers it uh, really well. No words. <laughs> and on that note, gentlemen, <laughs> same question. There is no other way that we should end the show other than... He play it one more time on the way out. Play that clip. Do all your... Do all your reads. No, no. Play it and just end it. Right in your face and yeah, just sits in there and, and delivers it uh, really well. All right, so hold on. Wait, wait. Don, thank you for joining us tonight. Gentlemen, we thank appreciate you. you. It's, been fun. it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I'm going to play something different on the way out because, again, don't forget, you can still sign up to come see us in Washington hanging out with uh, Hollis Thomas. So I have a little video that goes with that. 
Um, oof. That was rough. That was that was rough. I can't yeah. unhear that. Nope. Make it. So anyway, thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks you do the amazing, amazing comments. I mean, you guys again. We, we do this with y'all. Like it's it's a fun conversation. We enjoy you guys. Did you um, tell us thanks for coming? Thanks for, for coming on, on. everybody. <laughs> coming on. Pretty sure that you that guy just said that, and that's what we are laughing at. The- we'll see everybody on Sunday. <laughs> I'm Chip. I'm Drip. I'm done. Go check out. <laughs>